I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Welcome to Previously On, a podcast series created to help you through some of the most complex yet brilliant television ever made. Stranger Things, Season 1, Episode 3, Holly Jolly. We begin with Barb in a whole world of terrifying weirdness. She awakes in the gloom and begins to call for Nancy, getting increasingly louder and more fraught as each second passes. Her calls become screams, however, when she bumps into the monstrous creature. Nancy, however, is otherwise preoccupied, getting physical with Steve on his bed back at the party. We skip between this make-out session and Barb's get-me-the-hell-out-of-here session. Searching for escape, Barb finds a ladder and climbs it. Reaching the top, we see she's in Steve's pool, but it's some dark, horrendous alternate version of it. She screams and gets dragged back to the depths by the creature. At Will's house, Jonathan is woken by his mother's voice from another room. He sees Joyce sat surrounded by lamps, pleading for Will to speak to her. She ushers him in and explains in heartbreaking desperation that Will's trying to communicate to her through the lights. She urges Will to speak and a bulb does kind of flicker, but Jonathan's sceptical and saying it's the electrics playing up. They end up arguing and concerned for his mother's mental state, he insists that she stop. Mike, Dustin and Lucas are planning to meet Eleven after school so she can lead them to Will. Before leaving, Mike tells Eleven to meet them at the power lines behind his house at 3.15, giving her his digital watch and saying to find them when the numbers read 3.15. Back at Mike's, Eleven's making a blooming Millennium Falcon levitate in the air before her. Oh, the cultural touch points. Quickly bored, however, she decides to explore the house. Skipping through the TV channels, she stumbles across an advert for Coca-Cola and experiences a flashback. Sat at a table in a lab, some strange science contraption attached to her head. Eleven is tasked by men behind glass to manipulate a Coke can with her telekinetic powers. She crushes the can with her mind, but as Dr. Brenner, or Popper to her, grins and nods, she notices her nose is bleeding. Joyce, meanwhile, is acting like a mother on the brink. Digging out the Christmas decorations, she begins to frantically nail fairy lights up in the living room. She's not satisfied with the end results, though, and heads out to buy more. Chief Hopper manages to talk his way onto the grounds of the Hawkins laboratory in his search for Will. He gets shown some CCTV footage of the night that Will vanished, but as they leave, Hopper tells his officers he noticed there was no rain on the footage, and it was chucking it down that night. Mike, Dustin and Lucas search for decent slingshot stones at school, you know, just in case the Demogorgon is real, when they're approached by a couple of bullies. 
The pair tell them Will is already dead, and as Mike walks away, he gets tripped up and hits his chin on a rock. Lucas picks up the rock and, after close examination, declares it ideal for the slingshot, labelling it the monster killer. Jonathan develops the film from his photographs in the school darkroom, but gets interrupted and has to hurriedly pull the images down. They include shots of Nancy through her bedroom window. Back home, Joyce stands under the gentle glow of seemingly thousands of fairy lights. They're on every wall and ceiling. They actually look quite nice. Chief Hopper and Officer Powell pay a visit to the library in search of old news stories concerning Hawkins' laboratory. The search highlights Dr Brenner as a person of interest. Joyce gets a visit from a friend and her young daughter. As they sit chatting, the little girl notices fairy lights suddenly blink into life along the hallway and gets up to investigate. The lights lead her to Will's room, so she goes in to see lamps blinking on and off in some sort of wonderfully paranormal light show, but the room suddenly goes dark. The little girl is drawn to a wall. She watches in frightened awe as it distorts in front of her. But before anything else can take place, the girl's mum and Joyce burst in. Joyce begins to excitedly question the girl on what she saw, and then asks them to leave. After calling Barb's mum, Nancy finds out she didn't go home after the party. Getting worried, she fobs Barb's mum off with a lie that her daughter is at the library. Jonathan is confronted by Steve about the photographs. He has his bag grabbed and Steve takes the pictures, beginning to flip through them. Nancy walks over and is shown a picture of herself undressing. Ugh. Before leaving, Steve rips the photos up and smashes Jonathan's camera. Noticing Barb is in one of the photographs, Nancy picks up a few of the pieces before catching up with Steve. Eleven paces anxiously at the power lines as she waits for the others. A cat growls at her, causing another flashback. She's wired up again, only this time she sits before a caged cat. Dr. Brenner's watching. Crying, Eleven removes the headset and shakes her head at an unimpressed Brenner. She's then shown being dragged away screaming by two orderlies and thrown into a cell. However, before they can shut the door, she flings it wide open with her powers, throwing one orderly into the wall. The other pulls a stun gun, but with a shift of the head, Eleven breaks his neck. With blood at her nose and ears, she watches as Brenner appears in the door. He declares her incredible, lifts her into his arms and carries her out like a doting father. She returns to the present as Mike and the gang turn up. Nancy's at Barb's car looking for some clues as to her whereabouts. At Steve's pool, she hears a noise from the forest that goes to investigate, but a sudden movement nearby soon has her running scared. Joyce watches as fairy lights begin to illuminate in her home, leading her to a crawl space. She grabs a handful of lights and heads in. Asking if her son is there, the lights spring into vivid bright white in her hands. She asks for Will to blink the lights once for yes and twice for no, getting a positive response. Joyce asks if he's alive. The lights flash once for yes. Momentary joy is cut short, however, as when she asks if he's safe, the lights blink twice. A distraught Joyce desperately pleads with Will to tell her where he is. We leave her painting the alphabet on a wall, hanging lights to correspond with each letter. Would you believe it? <laughs> Eleven leads the boys to Will's house, telling them this is where he's hiding. The boys don't believe her, and an argument starts up, but it's broken when an ambulance and police car scream by, sirens blaring. The gang head off in pursuit. Joyce stands in front of a newly painted fairy light Ouija board and asks Will where he is. The lights spell out right here. She's delighted, agitated and confused, so asks Will what she should do. The lights spell out run, and a terrified Joyce watches the same creature that Bob saw earlier push through the wall behind her. 
Chief Hopper, Mike, Dustin, Lucas and Eleven watch a boy's body being pulled from the water. Mike's in denial that it's Will, but quickly realises that it is their friend. He snaps at Eleven who said Will was alive and then races home and weeps in his mother's arms. Joyce runs from the creature into her son Jonathan's arms. He holds her as behind them police lights approach. Thanks for listening. Hope it's been helpful. Listen, if you've enjoyed this, I would love it if you subscribed. We've got loads more shows where this came from and we'd love you to join us for them. A five-star review wherever you get your podcasts from would also be absolutely fantastic. If you've got any feedback or ideas for a show that we should be covering, we'll almost certainly be doing the big ones, but you never know, there may be others that we've missed. Let us know. I'd love to hear from you over on Twitter. You can find us at PreviousPodcast or just email us hello at previouslyon.co.uk. Previously On is presented by Jamie East and is a Daft Doris production. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. If you have a lot of mailing to do, stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Use the Stamps.com mobile app to mail everything you need to keep your business running with up to 89% off USPS and UPS. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Use code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM.